I said, oh, I can run slow. I said, I have no problem running slow. <laughs> it's the speed thing that I got a problem with. This one's radio episode 918 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Be Ready on Race Day, the book I wrote, I don't know what's it been, a few years now, a few years ago, uh, that's all about how to put together your own training plan for a half marathon or a marathon, which surprisingly, the book hasn't been selling like hotcakes lately because there hasn't been a lot of half marathons and marathons happening, but but here's the deal, and this isn't just me trying to sell the book, right? Uh, the fact of the matter is that I believe good training principles are good training principles and that they're the same whether you're just working to rebuild your base in hopes that later this year races are a thing again or... You know, if you have a race that's that's you know a few months out and you're looking to put your plan together, the principles are the same. So all that to say, just because the book is about building up towards a specific race, doesn't mean that it can't help you right now. If you're a little bit at a loss as far as what to do, how to put your training together, uh, what you should be doing, or what options you might have in terms of building your base, getting into a good routine, and putting yourself into a position so that when races you know are a, a more regular thing again, when it's safe to do so. You can really seamlessly build up to, to those types of, of you know events that are hopefully coming down the pipe before too much longer. So if you haven't gotten yourself a copy of the book yet and you think that might be helpful, you know, something that's a little bit, I think, better than one size fits all, although it does require a little bit of work on your part. You got to put some pieces together, but you can do it. And the book lays it out. Uh, check it out at BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. You can also find it on Amazon. Get the uh, the Kindle version. Get the print version uh, there as well. Uh, just search for Be Ready on Race Day on Amazon. I think you can even get to it from the the, the page on the website, BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. Uh, there's also some sample chapters there if you want to check it out. Kind of get a feel for what you might be getting yourself into before you go ahead and uh, you know drop a few bucks on the book. Uh, all that information is there as well. So BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. Check it out. And if you have any questions about the book, let me know, because I wrote it. So I kind of know what's in there and uh, happy to answer those questions for you. So now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is uh, a gentleman that I've gotten to know a little bit over the, the last year or two via emails and Facebook messages and, and chats in the in the group and, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and I'm certainly excited and, and looking forward to dive in a little bit deeper into some of his running exploits uh, in, in today's conversation. And, and I mean, we're just going to, we're just going to dive right in. We are just going to do that without any further ado. Uh, let's get to it. And uh, by, by officially welcoming Mr. Rob Jones to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Rob. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Uh, thank you for asking me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, for raising your hand. One of, one of the, the many folks over the last, what has it been now? Seven, eight months, something like that, where uh, you know, just kind of decided this, this year, uh, hey, who wants to be on the show? If you want to do it, let's make it happen. You raised your hand. And, and so, you know, it's taken us a little while because, you know, only have so many time slots each week available, but yeah, glad, yeah. glad we're able to, to do it. And you're going to keep on riding this train until everybody who has already raised their hand uh, has their, their opportunity. And, and, and who knows, even, even once, once we kind of run through the whole list, we'll, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep, keep on keeping on. So again, all that to say, Rob, thank you for, uh, for volunteering and, and looking forward to it. And guys, uh, not a whole lot of social media stuff. Like I said, he's on, he's in the Facebook group though. So if you want to kind of connect with him on Facebook, you can find him there in the Facebook group. Uh, but, uh, as, as is always the case, whether somebody's on social media or not, we'll have, we will have show notes for today. So, uh, disruns.com slash nine one eight is the, uh, the place to point your browser back to today for anything we talk about today that you want to revisit links, that, that type of stuff. We've got photo that, you know, the whole, the whole nine as per usual disruns.com slash 918 is the, uh, the link back to the show notes for today. So, uh, Rob, let's, uh, let's, let's dive in. Like we always do, you, you know, what's, what's coming. So let's just uh, tee it up and let it fly. What is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, I have, I have a little, um, I guess a different type of answer, I guess. Um, my favorite race to run is the, uh, marathon. Um, however, I, I'm not up to that point yet. Mm. I, I, I've raced uh, five marathons in my time, um, but my last one was Disney in 2013. Okay. Um, but currently, I'm up to uh, uh, I, I do half marathons. Mm. 
Mm. Um, I have the expectation to get back up to a full marathon. And which is one of the reasons why I want to get back up to it is because it's, it's, it's my favorite distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, 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 I, I, like I said, I like, like the half marathon because I've been rebuilding my, uh, fitness level, uh, taking care of the little things here and there mm-hmm. and building myself up. And I know it, when I'm ready for the marathon, I'll make the jump back up to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, I mean, I guess I, you know, don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth, right? The, like the most the most obvious question to to follow up with that is, um, and and clearly, you know, nothing. There's anything wrong to take a, a break from from marathoning or from any type of distance or, or whatever the case might be for a while. But, um, what what is it that uh, has has kept you from the the you know from what you said is your favorite distance to race? Or kept you from the marathon for the last you know going on? I guess now it's officially it's it's been eight years since you've run a marathon. What's uh yeah, yeah. What, what's kept you away away from twenty six point two for the last eight years? Well, it's been um, maybe stagnant. Mm. Um, when, I, when, I, when I started running, I, I moved relatively quickly up to the marathon, and I enjoyed it. And I said, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run marathons. No problem. Um, and then I got into the repetitive, train for one, stop, retrain. And uh, I kept starting to have some recurring issues, uh, uh, like uh, injuries and overuse items. Mm-hmm. And I was just following the same repetitive, repetitive motion, and my times were starting to fall off. Um, I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't making progress. Um, I, had, I had some friends that were doing it different ways, and I couldn't keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know what? I just got to break down to zero and figure, figure out a different way to build up because my current tra- trajectory wasn't going to get to my goal, which – for more people than not, it's, you know, to get to Boston and my times were falling off as opposed to increasing. Right. And I figured, you know what, the best thing to do is just to strip it down and rebuild it. And then that's when I started. That's why I stopped. And a couple of hurdles have come along the way when I thought I'd be ready to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, for now I'm going about my second, second two to three ish year route of really making some standard progress so i can i can see definitely within the next year or two depend of course depending on how things develop right. with races um i think i'll be ready to make a jump that's um, the, the, you know i'm sorry I, I was just gonna say like that's that's a um i don't know what the right word is here but but it's it's a it's a great way to to go about things and i think that it's something that um a lot of folks runners and otherwise just in, in whatever area of life um it, it can be easy to kind of to to bog down and almost keep banging your head against the wall you know like like how come in, in this case you know how come my my time is getting slower how come i'm i'm, I'm struggling like and, and and instead of pulling back and having that that sense of like all right well like you said strip it down kind of restart at the at, at the base level and, and rebuild it back up i think that the inclination that a lot of folks have and i it certainly, you know, a decade ago, I think I would have classed myself in that category, at least from a running standpoint, would have been, you know, double down, go more, go harder, run faster. Um, I'm curious, you know, again, eight, eight years ago, what what was it that that gave you the the insight or the the idea to to not do that, to not do what what maybe comes natural for a lot of folks and, and double down, but to instead pull back? What what was it? Can you, can you point your, put, put a finger on anything or, or is it, I mean, can, can, can you explain why, why you went the route you did? Um, I, I can say that I did my first marathon and it, it was the, the, the experience. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't care about time. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I improved on my second marathon. My third one, I had a, I had a couple of, uh, uh, issues that I could point to the finger as to why I didn't improve. But when I got to my fourth and my fifth one, it was just, you know, like you said, beating, beating my head against the wall. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was more frustrated. And I, I honestly didn't really feel like I was, um, I don't know what's the word I get. I mean, I didn't feel like I was really running. Mm. You know, I wasn't really a runner because I wasn't making any progress. I wasn't doing it right. And I just, I just know I had to, I know there's a way to do anything anybody really wants to do or to at least attempt it. And I was just following the general uh, uh, media-given guidelines mm-hmm. uh, in terms of magazines and books and whatnot. Um, you know, all the one-size-fits-alls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, there, there, there's a way. I just have to find it. 
and I more or less didn't want to keep going in the wrong direction as opposed to just hunkering down and finding the right way because I wanted to be efficient and, you know, make, make things work from what I was doing for myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and, and hopefully, you know, like you said, races dependent on, on how things shake out in the next uh, year, two years, whatever. Um, it sounds like, and I'm sure we'll get into some of this as we go. Um, the, the next marathon, whenever, whenever it will be, uh, I think it, it probably won't be, uh, worse than the last one as far as a, a time yeah, goes, yeah. If, you yeah. know, at least as far as training goes, obviously we can never, uh, take anything for granted over the course of 26.2 miles and every race day, you know, you never know how things shake out. But, uh, from some of the posts, some of the conversations, some of the emails we've had back and forth, I think that, uh, you're, you're in a better place, but uh, again, kind of going back to that point of, you know, eight years ago, you finish, you finished the Disney marathon. It's not the race that you anticipated, not the race that, that you wanted it to be. Um, again, just, just kind of curious because knowing how I would have worked in that situation, how maybe I, I did work right about that time. And, and not for nothing, we may have crossed, not crossed paths necessarily because there's 25,000 other people there. We may have both run the 2013 marathon. I can't remember if I ran Disney okay. in 2013 or not. Uh, I think I did, but again, yeah, that's, that's, that's another aside for, for maybe for another yeah. day. But you know, you come out of that marathon. It's not the one that, that again, that you want it to be kind of a, this trend now has emerged that things aren't going well. Um, was there ever thought of just saying, you know, kind of the hell with it? And, and I'm, maybe just this running thing is it for like, like what was it about running that, that kept its, its, its claws in you enough to, to go instead of just throwing in the towel? It's like, all right, well, let's strip it down. Was What, what, what was the attachment to running at that point? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's one of those things I always go back to. Mm. Um, I, I can go even way back to when I started running way back when uh, I was in high school. It's just one of those things. I never really did it. Mm-hmm. I just always came back to it. And I mean, I, my philosophy on a lot of things or my, my, my point of view on a lot of things is if it's, if it's real and it's, and it's going to work, it's going to keep coming back and keep coming back and showing its, showing its face at you. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, well, Maybe I'll, maybe I'm done running, but lo and behold, it showed back up, and and now I don't now I don't see it disappearing, and I do have my lapses of times here and there, but for the most part, for the last three years, it's been most consistent as it's as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Well, and and there's nothing wrong with you know. Uh, taking a little, whatever you want to call it, a little, a little break, a little lapse where it kind of falls in, into the back burner a little bit. Cause sometimes that's, that is a good thing. Uh, and especially, you know, if you're able to still, still be active, do some other things, you, you hold on to most of that fitness and, and give your body a little break, give your mind a little break. Sometimes that can be, that can be a pretty, uh, a beneficial thing as, as well. Um, so, so like you said, kind of, kind of turning the page back even a little bit farther back than that, that last marathon eight years ago, um, running has always just kind of, kind of found you. Um, you know, when you, like you said, starting, started running kind of in, in high school, was it, was it like track cross country? Was it running as part of other sports or, or kind of, you know, where, where did, where did it really get a hold of you that first time? Well, see, I, was, I was never a, a runner. I, I've, I've done, I've done sports. I did basketball, mm-hmm. football, baseball, which not, not, not much running in baseball, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> a 90, 90 foot sprint once in a while. Sometimes it's sometimes 180. Yeah. If you get it hit, leg out a double. And, uh, but anyway, I'm, I remember for our high school, I had, um, um, had a, a, uh, I believe a mile run for, for uh, gym class. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I started playing football was so I'd be in shape to run that mile. Um, and then I, you know, I do it. I'd enjoy it. And then went through my normal high school, high school situation. But I never did know cross country. I didn't really know about cross country. Mm-hmm. I, I, I seen the, I seen the runners and I just never thought, I thought running this track going around a mm-hmm. circle. Right. Um, now had I known about cross country I, that probably would have appealed to me a little bit more, but, um, but anyway, I, I left high school. I really wasn't doing much. So, and I wasn't going to gym or nothing. And I was like, well, I, I might as well start running again. Mm-hmm. So I, after work on my way, on my way home from work, I'd stop at a park and I'd run four or five miles a day, every other day. Mm-hmm. And that went on for a little while. And then I, I stopped doing that. And then, uh, got a little bit later on in life and I'd be laying there in bed. I couldn't fall asleep. So I get up, I go run hmm. and I, you know, I'd, I'd run until I was tired. And I think at one point, the most I remember doing was I did like 12 or 13 miles one night wow. just because I wasn't tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nothing organized. I just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, 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 I'd incorporate running and walking more into it. And then as my, uh, um, 
I'd say around 2008-ish, um, when I, I know when gas prices in our area were skyrocketing, uh, my son had to go to a, 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 a preschool, mm-hmm. which was a significant distance from our house. It wasn't, and it, it, I believe gas was like four plus a gallon or right. some sort like that. And the distance I had to drive to take him to school wasn't worth driving there and driving home and driving back and picking him up because mm-hmm. um, he was only there for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a local uh, gym not too far away, so I got a membership, and I figured, well, I'll just do whatever while he's in his uh, in his class. Mm-hmm. And I started the whole walking. I I went for twenty minutes. I'd walk for two, run for one, and the 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 ratio started changing. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I was running for the whole two hours that he was wow. in his class. You know, but it, it, that's kind of how things happened. Um, and then as I got older, I needed something to, I guess, drive me. Mm-hmm. And r- running has been the foundation of everything that I do right now. Um, I've been fortunate to get uh, 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 my nutrition mm-hmm. more in line. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've gotten more well-rounded in terms of fitness. I, I've gotten that in line. And all of it is just to be better at running. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um I'm going to put a pin in that one because I want to come back come back to that in 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 a minute. But kind of want to continue the, the the progression a little bit because you know so so there's a good a good way of kind of you know you kind of got into it maybe not necessarily super intentionally but it, it worked itself out and, and kind of became something that that I'm assuming you enjoyed if you were able to you know run for a couple of hours at, at a clip yeah. for the most part. Um, but then you know earlier you said that you kind of made that trans the, the progression not the trans not the transition as much as the progression from from that point to to run in the first marathon relatively quickly um, did did it go relatively smoothly that the, the progression up to the first marathon or kind of how did it go from when like all right here we are this is something I, I pretty much enjoy and it's, it's kind of become a, a regular part of my routine to like hey let me let me go out and, and run my first marathon like how did that that step get taken um well, it was basically on, basically on my feel. Um, like I said, I, I, well, doing the running while my son was in school, that got me up to, and then the, the following fall, I was like, hey, I can I can probably do a 5K. I mm-hmm. used to do them when I was in high school. You know, when I was bored, i just sign up for one and go to it. Um, but uh, so I did a 5K, and uh, I got home, and I felt good. And I was looking online, and I said, oh, there's a half marathon in the spring. And um, I... Uh, I, I didn't know how far it was. And, uh, I says, I said, ah, I got, I got what, four months, five months. I said, I can do it. So I did it and I crossed the finish line for a half marathon. And I was like, Oh, is it over? Mm-hmm. It's over already. So I was like, I went home and I found a fall full, a fall full marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a couple 10 K's over the summer as like a, kind of like a, a, a training type of evolution. Um, but yeah, Within a year, I went from my 5K to my first full marathon. Wow! Yeah, that's and, uh, that's pretty quick. <laughs> and I can tell you, it was the the the, the marathon was is that I mean my, my first one. I mean I yeah I ran into things, but I was on such a high of just accomplishing mm-hmm. what I had set out to accomplish. Well, and that's and that's I mean you know maybe hindsight being 2020 or, or whatever the the right little uh, adage is but like i feel like that's that's the ideal situation for the first marathon right is that that mm-hmm. you go into it with no ex, no real expectations no real pressures of of anything other than i want i, I hope i can get to the finish line i want to get to the finish line and as long yeah. as you do yeah. that um it's it's a good day um once you once you cross that that first first marathon finish line um you know Again, if I'm if I'm kind of piecing the timeline together, sounds like it was something that that you enjoyed enough. Hey, let's do it again. You start to set these mm-hmm. these bigger goals. Um, as as you progress, the first you know you already kind of laid out a little bit. The second one was was better as well. The third one, time didn't improve, but there are obvious reasons why. The fourth and fifth kind of went went the wrong direction. Um, but what was what was your training like? What was your your running routine like in between those marathons? I, I feel like you kind of hinted that maybe you kind of let your fitness go a bit between each one, but like if we can break that down a little bit more, how did, how did things kind of go between those, those first uh, handful of, of marathons? Well, I did, I did zero training besides running. Mm. I, I ran. That's it. I did. I, once in a while, I mean, I, I stretched here and there, right. But I did, I did no, nothing like no, no strength training. No, no, um, uh, cross training. Right. It was just run. And I, I believe that's what caused 
some, some of my issues was, you know, the, some of my supporting muscles mm-hmm. that don't have to do with running kind of hindered my ability to, to maintain the level. And it, it was, it was, I, I got the one size fits all, uh, mm-hmm. programs, you know, at this point you got to run this many miles, this point, this many miles that, you know, this week, that many miles. And, uh, that's what I kind of did. Um, and I, I, I do remember for my, uh, I think it, I think it was one, one of my worst marathons. Um, I was in, I had a hard time walking and, um, I had the choice to either, either not be able to make it to the marathon or to stop running and do the marathon. And that was, I was six weeks out. Mm. Um, so I chose not to run cause I wanted to run the marathon. Right. So I basically ran a marathon with pretty much no training for prior six weeks. Um, and that, and that, that was part of the thing that put the seed in the back of my head. I was like, you know what? I gotta, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing something right. Mm-hmm. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rebuild. I got, I got to figure out a way to, to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not doing much running for six weeks leading up to the, to the marathon yeah. is, uh, not, not a recipe for a, a great, a great race, uh, situation. So you, you get to that, to that point and, and, you know, kind of back to, to that 2013 finish that, that last marathon, uh, you know, strip it all down and, and start, you know, start from the ground up. Um, what did, what did that look like? You know, as far as, as you know, were, were you starting to, to dial in the nutrition and the, the strength training and the, the, the cross training at that point? Or was it just backing down the running? Like, like when you, when you got to that point, stripped it all down, what was, what was your, your running fitness, uh, blueprint at, at that base level looking like for you? Um, well, see, I didn't know what to expect. I just, I just disassociate myself and figure, you know what, things will show up. Mm. Um, I, I, I can honestly say that the, the biggest point of my transformation was because I, I was previously just going by running magazines and the media, you know, eat this and eat that and eat this, this time and this time, eat these booze, eat this, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, which works great for some people, but not for others. Um, and it wasn't necessarily working very well for me as I always tended to, to, to gain weight while I was running mm-hmm. in my running program, because I was following all their, all their, um, recommendations that mm-hmm. it, it wasn't working out for me. So, uh, probably the biggest, the big, the biggest improvement was one of the places I work at, you know, they, they allowed us to listen to, uh, to our, our headphones while we're working. And I, I, I used, I listen to a couple of podcasts here and there. So I, um, well now I had more time because I was allowed mm-hmm. to do it at work right. instead of just in the car. And I, I pulled up my normal podcast as it would normally take me a week to get through it. Um, just listening in the car, but I got through it in one night. I was like, okay, well, now I need, now I need more stuff to mm-hmm. listen to. So I looked up, I'm like, what am I, what am I into? I'm in, I'm into fitness. I'm into exercise. So I looked up, um, like fitness. I came across this fitness website or a fitness podcast and they started talking about this thing called zone two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, well, I've never heard of zone two, but, but the, the person that was hosting the, the podcast is an ultra athlete, former ultra athlete, and in a fitness and I was like, well, and he, he's a podium finisher on, mm-hmm. on cycling and, and various fronts. And I was like, well, I said, well, he must know what he's talking about. And said, slow down. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just said, okay, well I'll slow down. And then I got through his podcast and I was like, okay, well I need some more. So then I came across, you know, Diz runs and, uh, lo and behold, you're talking about heart rate training. Mm-hmm. I looked up heart rate training and the mafetone and the, the, the is it pretty much what they were talking about. Right. It's like, wow. Okay. Well, this is two different fronts, two different people. I don't even know if they, they know who each other are. Um, like I said, it just comes to me saying that makes sense. I said, Oh, I can run slow. I said, I have no problem running slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the speed thing that I got a problem with, which is why my times are diminishing. Um, and they said, you run slow and you run faster. I'm like, well, that makes sense. So then I started just running slower and I started enjoying my runs more mm-hmm. because I wasn't, it wasn't, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a half hour, 45 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm, and I got, you know, I, I got to go hard all the time, you know, to increase my fitness. I'm like, well, I can increase my fitness by being easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, wow, that's a great recipe. So I've been doing that. And as I've been, now I've, Picked up a couple, a couple other podcasts, 
and they, they all seem to go online. They all about the you know the nutrition thing mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And I've been experimenting, and I've I found some stuff that worked, that has worked. I've had some my best gains in the last couple of years since I've been kind of modifying my approach. But I know there's more to the puzzle yet, and um, I, I can say that I. I'm not necessarily focused on times anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more on more on more on my enjoyment and on progressively getting better. Um, but not necessarily. It's hard. Progressively getting better in an enjoyment and feeling, as opposed to times. I know the mm-hmm. times will come. Well, and, and that's and that's an important, I think, thing to highlight is that. Um, and it's something that I talk about, I feel like I talk about it just about every year, you know, when, it, when we're talking about goals is that, you know, if you can, if you can focus on exactly what you said on, on a bit on the process, on the enjoyment, on how it feels, um, it doesn't guarantee that, that the faster times will mm-hmm. come, but boy, it goes a long way. And, and a lot of times if you, if you're focused on having fun, being consistent, all of those, those things, like the faster times or the, the, at least the improvement in your endurance, the improvement in, in ability to hold your paces longer, which are all the heart rate training principles themselves. Like they, 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 they show up right on that, on that day, on, on race day, when you decide to push it or when there's, there's a hard workout that you want to do. And, and you almost, at least for me, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, mm-hmm. Rob, of course, but like for me, sometimes like I, I, I know it, I believe it. Like I, I trust the science. I trust that it, it works mm-hmm. for other folks. I've seen it work for me. But there's there's days when I get out there and I decide to push that day or, or whatever, and it's like, well, hot dog! It really, it, you know, still still got it, <laughs> yeah, it still yeah. works. H- have you had some of those experiences as well? Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've like I said, I've done uh, I've done three half marathons in the last couple of years. Um, and the, the first one I attempted, it was it was a killer. Uh, there a lot of, lot of elevation changes. It, the, the, I, I just I just been doing road races. I don't I haven't ventured on the trail yet. Um, but it was killer and my, my time wasn't, was around my normal average of my previous half marathons circa day eight, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it was probably one of the toughest courses I ever ran mm-hmm. and I felt good when I got done. Um, and then every, every merit, every distance I've done after that, um, I can, I can feel the improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not on the clock, maybe not on the pace, but everything seems to remain consistent. So I'm not, I'm not going backwards. Right. Right. Have you struggled at all or questioned at all? Um, because of, or at least, or maybe at least in part because of a lack of, like you said, improvement on the clock sometimes, because I know, you know, for a lot of folks, and it sounds like this was, was certainly you you know, eight, 10 years ago, maybe not so much mm-hmm. now, maybe there's been a transition, which I think anybody who really gets into heart rate training, like there is some of that transition that, that comes that you, you, you stop worrying about the clock as much, even if you still have time goals, it's not, it's not the end all be all, but, but where, where was it a, was it a struggle to, to feel like I'm doing more of the right things? I'm being consistent with my training. Maybe as you started to get more into, you know, doing some, some strength training stuff, some cross training stuff, you know, improving the diet a little bit but not seeing as much or maybe sometimes even any change in the clock, change in the pace. W- was there ever any, any question or, or any struggle? Um, because I know a lot of folks, they try it for a while. They don't see the progress that they want. And, well, this must not be working. Did you have any of those issues along the way? Um, no. I mean, so far, um, my, 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 uh, I, I did two half marathons last fall. Mm-hmm. And there was a 10-minute difference between the two of them. Um, but I, I just know it was based on conditions right. it, it, and I, and I, I did them in, and, and week after week I did, I didn't within a week of each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of saving on the first one. Um, but I just know that if I have a bad run or if things just don't align, I'll be at the next one. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I, I go by what basically what I, what I, what shows up. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think messages, are consistent. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, I, I found, like, uh, go back. I found, I found the runnings always showed up. Um, the, the, the podcasts I came across, they're all pretty much on the same page. Um, even though the topics are, even I even have other podcasts where the topics are completely nothing mm-hmm. but fitness related, but those topics do come up and that type of, they always resurface. Mm-hmm. So that way I know I'm doing, 
what I need to do because it's basically speaking to me, so to say. Right. Um, and I know if today, if I have a 10 minute drop off today, I'll be there tomorrow mm-hmm. because, because, because like I said, I'm going on a good, I forget at, at least two, probably near three year, uh, span of consistent training. And it's the longest I've gone. I've had a couple little setbacks here and there, but nothing like I used to where it was every other, every other month. Um, I know I'm in the longevity part. I know I'm consistent and I know I'll be able to show up the next day. Yeah. And, and that's, like I said, I mean, that's, that's, that perspective is, is almost priceless because, you know, if, if you're going to sell out for, you know, that race six weeks from now, like, yeah, you, you heart rate training might not be the, the, the thing that's going to lead you to the biggest improvement in six weeks, but you know, then what happens in week seven when, when you're burned out, when you're injured, when you're, when you're worn down, whatever the case might be, or maybe it's week eight, whatever, like at some point that's, that's, you know, almost inevitably going to happen versus keeping that, that different perspective and maintaining things for months and years consistently. It really does start to, to build on itself, or at least, you know, I, I'm going to keep, keep preaching it because, uh, I, I see it and glad that, that it's, it's paying off for you. And I know so many other folks are able to see that type of, of progression, you know, and, and by changing the time frame, year to year progression as opposed to day to day, yeah, there's going to be some regression. Yeah, there's going to be some days that um, you're not feeling it, or you think you're feeling it, and the clock disagrees with you. Or you know, then I, I don't know. And I'll ask this question: uh, Do you ever have some of those days where you're out there running and you're like, God, this is just a slog? And then you get back in and you look at at the watch or you look at the the Strava data and you're like, Well, holy cow! Like it felt it felt a little bit rough, but like that's a pretty good pretty good clip, or the, the pace was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. Do you ever have some of those pleasant surprises? Absolutely. Last week, <laughs> last week it was, uh, and that, that's, uh, that, that was one of my new invention or my new, uh, push outs for this year was, um, I've, I've always been more of a treadmill runner in this, mm-hmm. um, in the winter cause I'm, I'm up in the Northeast and, uh, my, my, my thing was, I want to get outside in the winter. I don't care. I'll run and get outside. So I did the, the January 1st run with, uh, mm-hmm. with, with, with that you had. And then I, uh, I did one last week and, uh, it was windy. There was, there was, there was, it was dry out, but it was windy out and I was pushing against the wind and all this and all this and all this. And I was like, man, I said, it's, it's just going to be a short run. I got, I got back in and I don't, I don't look at nothing while I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, my equipment isn't very sophisticated to, from the beginning, but I just download everything when I get in the house to see how I did. And my pace mile was 15 seconds faster than my average. Wow. Um, and that was, and it was, I was against the wind. I was fighting some traffic. Uh, you know, I just, it was one of those things like I was always running against a wall because I had the wall wind in front of mm-hmm. me. And lo and behold, I was 15 seconds faster than my average paces in the previous handful of runs. Um, it's funny how that works out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, you just, I, I just went as hard as I could at that point mm-hmm. based on the terrain, the weather and the feeling. And like I said, some days won't go good. Some days go great. But mm-hmm. as long as you're there the next day, you have an opportunity. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, like I said, kind of put, put a pin in, we could have touched on it a couple of times, but I would love to dive back a little bit more specifically into some of those changes you made as far as diet goes, as far as, you know, some of the strength training, cross training, some of those, those other things. Um, that, that maybe you've made a little bit more of a priority in these last few years than, than you did in the first few years of, of your running. Um, how have you noticed, well, let me start with the, the strength training side of things. Um, have you noticed or are you able to point to anything specific that it's, that it's helped you with or it's just kind of overall general health improvements or you know, I'll just kind of leave it wide open, but how have you noticed um, or have you noticed strength training making a difference for you as a, as a, as a predominantly runner when it comes to your, your running? Um, I think it helps all my support muscles Mm. so to say that I don't normally use when I'm running, mm-hmm. but they may, I, I'm not, I've never gone to school for, except your standard health right. classes that you're right. required to take in any various, various schools. But, um, I, I believe that like, you know, when I'm running, I'm not using my arms, but my arms need to be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I came across some information somewhere where, you know, your, your, your push of your arm is, can match your stride. So I was like, right. well, if my arms are strong at the end of the race. I can push harder and make my legs go faster. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just that type of a mentality. Um, like I said, I've reduced my injuries, my overuse. It's either, either I'm paying more attention 
or, you know, I, I think it all, I think everything goes hand in hand together and I still haven't pieced it all together yet, but every little bit of information I try to try to put it together. But I, my only, um, uh, I guess my only significant proof that I have is that, like I said, in the three, three years, which is basically what I'm gauging everything on because mm -hmm. it's my most consistent time is I know of two setbacks I've had in three years. And the last one was somewhat significant, but I got through it and I figured it out. But, but prior to that, it was like maybe like a two week setback. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is from when I was doing all my marathons, every training cycle I'd have after about two months, it, I, I dreaded walking up a set of stairs or walking, mm -hmm. let alone running. Um, so that, I mean, that's a, that's a change I made that, you know, and then for like legs and whatnot, you know, it helped, you know, get my glutes stronger, mm -hmm. get my, you know, like, like the supporting tendons and stuff that I have absolutely no clue what they are, <laughs> but you know, but I mean, all those little tendons that if those are stronger, maybe it, it alleviates mm -hmm. some of the stress on your main muscles that you use so that they don't have to take as much abuse. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I, I obviously had a little chuckle, but I, I love the way that you said it because like, like you don't necessarily need to know all of the, the intricate details, right? You don't need to know that it's exactly mm -hmm. this tendon versus that tendon versus, um, yeah. you know, all, again, just the intricate details of it, but, but you're a hundred percent right. You know, by, by, by strengthening, um, a little bit of everything, but by improving, you know, the, the, a lot of times which, which people don't recognize necessarily, uh, and I'm not going to try to get too deep down the physiology, yeah. physiology, uh, wormhole here <laughs> for you, Rob, but like when, when people first start working out and everybody's like, and I do this too, right? So even though I know yeah. better, like I still do this, yeah. like I, I get back into serious about like, like lifting upper body or whatever. And they're like, mm -hmm. you get in the mirror, you start posing. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, I think, <laughs> I think those pecs are getting a little bit bigger. The biceps, right? They're, they're getting a little bit bigger. Um, but ultimately the first changes that happen are between the brain and the muscles. Like, like your mm -hmm. brain actually gets, gets more efficient at firing the signals at contracting the muscles at recruiting more muscle fibers to do the job. Um, so that the first changes that make are not muscles getting bigger, muscles getting stronger. It's just your brain firing better. It like kind of cleans up the, the circuit a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but all that to say you start doing those things and like, yeah, instead of your brain or instead of your body feeling like, all right, we need to re re recruit, you know, 25% of our glutes to when we're running, it's like, you're doing the strength training and your body's like, no, 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 no. We can, we can recruit 50%. We can recruit 75%. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, just, just because you're using more of the muscle, the endurance improves, the amount of po power yep. generated improves, which helps you propel you forward, helps reduce the wear and tear on other muscles because this big, big hunk glute muscle, you know, that, which, mm -hmm. you know, glute maximus is the biggest muscle in our bodies, you know, FYI, it recruits more of that. And now all of a sudden all the other supporting muscles, like you said, they don't have to do as much, which means that less likely to be stressed out, strained, irritated, injured, um, doesn't prevent it. Completely, as you've learned, as a lot of us have yeah. learned, is you can still get little niggles and little setbacks here and there. Um, but boy, if it if it reduces it, reduces the amount of wear and tear, helps make you more efficient, improves your form and upper body stuff, exactly the same thing. Like like you said, you, we're all swinging our arms every time we run. So you think about how many thousand steps you take over a ten mile run, a fifteen mile run, a twenty mile run, whatever. Your arms are swinging just as much. So having some, you know, you don't need a bunch of size. You don't need to look like a, a, a you know Mr. Olympia out there. Um, but having some strength in the upper body helps to just maintain your form, maintain that arm swing, that, that steady arm swing, which helps maintain steady, you know, stride rate. Uh, it all works together is the moral of the story. So I'm glad to see that, that are glad to hear that your focus on whole body strength and taking care of it without worrying about all the details, you're noticing it pay off as, as it relates to your running. And, and I go through all that to hope that somewhere through there, somebody else listening, who's never really quite made it the priority. They've heard me talk about it. They're like, Oh, I don't need to know all the details. I can just do some stuff and it can help. And, and, you know, here's, here's a guy that's, that's experienced it firsthand. And, and one, one, one more quick thing. The, um, I mean, the, the proof to myself was just this past, my, my past little setback, I, I had a pain in my foot and, you know, I looked it up and all this kind of stuff, you know, Dr. Google and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it ended up, you know, the, the thing is I, I wasn't stretching correctly or enough. So I started stretching more and lo and behold, pain in my foot went away. 
Right. I was like, wow, that's connected. Wow, that's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, that's how I, you know, because even way back I, I read something along, you know, like, like you were saying was um, my ankles were always sore. So they said, well, that could be uh, a weaker core because um, your, 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 your um, joints are taking more of the sacrifice mm-hmm. because your core may be weaker. Um, so I started developing that and my pain in my ankles went away. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's just more proof, my, my own personal proof that, that it works. Right. And, and, you know, again, to be clear, it's not like this is one size fits all. If, if you have sore ankles, just strengthen your core and everything is going to, going to work better. Um, but it's a, it's an N equals one. And it's, and it's one of those reminders that everything is connected. So, you know, if, if your ankles are sore, maybe it's, maybe it's your glutes, maybe it's your core, maybe it's something upper body, like who knows where it is, yeah. but working the whole, the whole system, when you, when you, when you work the whole system, the whole system works better is, is maybe a, a I don't know, catchy way of saying it. Yeah, I just yeah, kind of yeah. came up with, maybe it's terrible. I don't know. But um, anyway, great, great. Thank you for pointing that out, Robin. And again, just another thing that hopefully might click with one person. It would be certainly worth, uh, worth going down this, this route of discussion. Um, dietary front, you know, again, another thing that you said, you started to focus on a little bit more. Um, and I don't know exactly where you are as far as, as what you're eating, things like that. But um, again, you mentioned earlier, eating all the goose, following all the, this, this kind of more one size fits all advice. Works for some, wasn't working for you. Um, how have you kind of dialed in, or, or what kind of dials have you moved, and, and what what is your your dietary, you know, regular nutrition plan like now that 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 seems like it's working for you at least at the moment? Uh, more more of the um, the low carb approach. Um, another one. Glad to hear there's another one of yeah. us that that uh, is, is on on board. Like I'm telling you, it it just everything's been clicking. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I've been doing that. Um, at first, when I first came across it. Um, I was like, uh, no, I, I'm not, I, I can't not eat those items. Mm-hmm. I have to have bread. I have to have this. I have to have that. I have to have cereal. Um, and it, it kept hitting me in the face. And, <laughs> and then ironically, uh, one of your previous podcasts where you mentioned, you know, revisit things that you may have read or heard, um, within the last few years, cause you may mm-hmm. get a different message from them. Um, maybe it was an email. I don't remember which it was, but, um, I did that. I just was coincidentally, coincidentally doing that. And one of the books I had read a couple of years ago, you know, said, you know, give up donuts, give up this, give up that. You don't need that. I was like, yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's not going to happen. Well now I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm to the point now where I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's helped me in my, um, my, uh, my longer runs in terms of fueling, right. um, I pretty much run fasted for the most part, except for water and maybe some electrolyte, um, mm-hmm. depending on the, 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 the climate, what the weather's or, like, and yeah, yeah, yeah depend- of course. And, but I can tell you my, my, before I kind of made the switch over or did, as I'm still concerned myself adapting towards it, um, I do a long run. Anywhere from ten to fifteen-ish miles, I'd come in. If that thing, if it was anywhere in the kitchen or anywhere in the house, and it wasn't bolted <laughs> down, it's going in. I don't care. I'd, I'd spent two hours running and four hours eating. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I could eat because I ran, you know. Right. Um, and then I'd feel terrible and all and whatnot. But now, I go of ten, fifteen-mile runs. I come inside, get some water, take some electrolytes, take a shower. I'm good mm-hmm. and I'm perfectly content. I'm not, I'm not starving. I'm not, not and whatnot. And in terms of my, my energy while I'm running, I have no lack of energy. It's just my effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've never gotten to the point where like, Oh man, I just need something. Um, I know as my, as I reapproach the marathon and that type of longer distances, I know I'll need to adapt and, and, uh, and add something to it possibly. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's helped with that. And it's also increased my, uh, lowered my weight. So I have less weight to carry for so Mm -hmm. long. And I believe that helps my speed and it also helps, you know, with my stress on all my other, um, muscles, which may have been overstressed before. And, you know, it's, it's a, 
I, I can see I can see it as a full circle where everything affects everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and, and and again, not not saying that just because both of us are kind of on board the the lower uh, lower carb way of eating it is it's the only way or it's the best way or it's the way that everybody should do. But it's kind of one of those things that um, you know. Give it, a, give it a shot if, if you want to, you know, if, if it's an area that, that you're thinking that maybe I should, should try to, to I want to address my diet or what, you know, whatever the case might be, you can try some things. And, and if it doesn't work for you, if, if it's, if it's too, too difficult, nothing says you, that you have to stick with it. Nothing says that you can't indulge once in a while. And speaking of indulging once in a while, Mr. Jones, yes. um, I feel like you've been either tormenting me or else we, we, again, we share, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe a weakness for uh, certain a certain candy, a certain peanut butter, yeah. peanut buttery, chocolatey deliciousness <laughs> that is certainly not healthy at all. But uh, you've you've I posted was, I heart healthy, <laughs> heart healthy. Maybe that's what it is. You've posted some, uh, you know, just just kind of again, just to torment me. I think sometimes in the Facebook group, a picture of like a Reese's tree, and I think there was recently mm-hmm. a Reese's Valentine's heart. Um, is is that a weak spot for you as much as yes. it is for me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Peanut butter chocolate. That's my that's my go to. Right. Um and I and we do have the eggs already too. Um, <laughs> You're already like, getting ready for Easter, eh? <laughs> yeah. I, I, they're, they're in our house, which meant my wife brought them through the door from the store and I was like, Wow. I said, well, where, where, what about the leprechauns? Where are those guys at? You know? <laughs> yeah, where where are the where's, where's the clovers? Where's the, the Reese's clovers, the yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's my uh oh I could eat peanut butter all day long. Um, mm. yep. Yeah. That's uh, those, those, uh, Buckeye balls. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. They're your, your, your little, uh, uh, five Friday five with the, uh, with the mm-hmm. Christmas cookie thing. Yeah. That was a, that was a hit. <laughs> 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 oh, but the one thing my wife does do, um, she puts the, uh, um, the hearts, the, the chocolate Reese's hearts on top of the peanut butter cookie, you know, like, uh, like mm-hmm. those, those ones with the kisses on them, mm-hmm. but she puts the, the Reese's, uh, heart on top Oof. she's she's wicked like my wife doesn't yeah. do that and thankfully rebecca doesn't listen to the show so she won't have that idea planted in her head but there's there's no way i'm saying no to that like it's just not happening and you see and i i had mentioned i'm trying to dial in my uh my diet a little my diet my nutrition a little bit mm-hmm. well these are my hurdles i face <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm mentally training here too mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and and in, in all seriousness though like i think that that's that's an important maybe thing to, to at least present to folks because just because I'm, I'm consider myself fairly well fat adapted and, and not, you know, on the, on the, on the heavy carb train anymore, you're working towards that. I think is, is safe to say, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean that you can't still have a treat once in a while. Doesn't mean you can't still indulge in some, some Christmas cookies or a little, whatever seasonal Reese's treat or whatever, whatever your treats Mm -hmm. happen to be. Um, but I'm I'm curious to hear your your thoughts on this, Rob. And this would be maybe where we're starting to really wrap things up. Um, is is uh, is is one enough, or is it something where um, like like as as you changed your diet and and trended more towards the the uh, low carb side of things? You know how how do, how do you in, indulge these days? Like like for me again, maybe with the Reese's aside, like maybe that's an area that's, that's a, that's a bridge too, too yeah, yeah, steep yeah. for me to cross. Like I still splurge like crazy on those, um, which is why I, we don't have them in the house. Um, but, but are you able to have smaller indulgences sat, hit the spot more, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Is, is that something that you've noticed for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, uh, it doesn't take as much. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, I enjoy the flavor of things more. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've also done some, uh, fasting here and there mm-hmm. and I, I i enjoy the taste and things that didn't particularly like sc- like scratch niche before that, that they're more natural foods they, they scratch the itch now right um so when it does come to the reese's i'm proud to say that two is my limit wow good for and you it's, <laughs> and it's not and it's not my uh ordered limit it's my i'm good limit Mm-hmm. I have one. Oh yeah, give me that other. I'm already, I'm already thinking about the second one as the first <laughs> one's still going in. Like, all right, so I got another one coming, and I eat that second one. I'm like, okay, where's the third? But by the time the second one's done, I'm like, you know what? That's good. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. Um. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I've definitely reduced 
the quantity of my splurging items that I require, so mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, and, and and again, I mean, I think it's it's at least for me been been valuable to like to not it's not completely off limits. It's not restricted. It's not verboten. Like like I can and do still indulge once in a while, but like you said, it's it's maybe a bit le- like I don't feel like I need as much and you know when when it becomes at least for me and again not not trying to to say everybody has to do it this way but when it becomes a a treat like <laughs> it's a treat I enjoy it it's guilt free but it's not an everyday thing you know it's not a every every day for the entire month leading up to christmas or you know now the entire month leading up to valentine's day like I don't need to have valentine's treats every day but on on valentine's day if rebecca happens to magically bring home a reese's heart or two <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll crush, you know, I'll, I'm going to have it, but, uh, but, and that's going to be enough. And, and that's, I think that's, there's, a, there's a balance in there somewhere that we all need to find, or is, is beneficial for all of us to find. Um, and it sounds like you found it, which is, which is awesome. And is, is certainly going to, you know, lead to continued progress, growth, improvements, however you care to define improvements at this point in your running, which again, something that I think we all strive for in, in just about every area, right? Yes, so, uh, well, good. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to hear. I guess somewhere in there that you're not just tormenting me with the the Reese's pictures no. in the Facebook group. That's it's a, it's 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 a <laughs> no, it's something a, we it's, share. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hobby. Fair enough. Fair enough. So as as we're wrapping up today, Rob, um, got to got to you know can't let you out of here without a, a little something philosophical to wrap things up. Um, but uh, just just curious to to find out, um, wh- wh- why do you do it? You know, I, I'll ask maybe the most simple. Straightforward, philosophical, and kind of like the introductory question. Simple and straightforward for me to ask type of question. Uh, maybe a little bit more difficult to, to answer because it's 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 so open ended. But but why do you why do you still you know get up and get out there and, and keep going uh, when it comes to running? What does what does running do for you that makes you want to keep on keeping on with it? Um. Well, I'd have to say as I'm as I'm kind of I'm getting older, I can still do it. It's something mm-hmm. I can still do, and. It's something I will do. I will be able to do, and I know it'll get me to my long-term goals of preparing for when I do get older and older and older and older. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I believe that my health, my so-called health account, is like my retirement account. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I put into it now, the longer it'll last me into my older years. Um, like if I were to invest money now, it'll help me later on in life. If I invest in my health now, I'll be more active and enjoyable my life later on. Um, and I know running, like I said, everything I do is for running. Um, and it's brought everything to encompass everything in terms of my, my nutrition, my, my cross training, everything is just about running. And that's my focal point. That's my why. And the reason, and that's one reason why I do it. And the other reason why I do it is I have a few kids and I hope that they may, they may not see it now. They're not, none of them are really interested in running, um, or even a lot of physical activity and sports or any type of effect like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm thinking as I get older and as I can do more things, maybe be a little bit different than your quote unquote average parent, mm-hmm. um, in our area at least, I might say, Hey, if I, if I did that, you know, maybe I, I'd, 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 re- I'd rather have this outcome than this outcome. And mm-hmm. if I can prove that, that makes it worth it. But that, and it even drives up my little competitive niche. <laughs> I, 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 I compete with myself every day. It's, mm-hmm. it's myself. I, you know, if, if I'm not going faster than my old time, it's because I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I don't put myself against up against anyone. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a neutral competitive personal developing and possible inspiration type of activity. That's that, that I enjoy doing. And it's one of those things that keeps resurfacing and it keeps knocking me in the head. I'm like, well, that must, that, <laughs> There must be a reason why it's knocking me in the head. Mm-hmm. And and I know I would have never dialed in anything I've dialed into if it wasn't for focusing on running. So that's my why. And that's the thing that kind of anchors me to everything. Mm. 
Uh, I love it. And as I feel like I say this more often than not, I'm just sitting here nodding my head the whole time with a smile on my face going, yep, yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so, uh, certainly, uh, you know, obviously continued, continued growth, continued progression in the sport, continue, uh, hope that it continues to light you up and, and keep you going. And, and just like my, just like myself, a, a lot of overlap, I think between you, you and I, Rob, um, you know, keep going for, for decades, decades to come. Um, Guys, once again, uh, dizruns.com slash 918. Not a lot of socials and whatnot for Rob, but uh, we got we got this Facebook obviously on there through the through the Facebook uh, group. Uh, you can connect with him there and, and just, you know, in, engage in the uh, the tomfoolery and, and uh, all the all the things that happen in the group and, and with Rob as well. Uh, but dizruns.com slash 918 is the link for the show notes today. Photos, links, the whole nine as per usual. So, uh, Rob, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. Thanks for... Uh, um, you know, all the contributions to the group and, and continuing to troll me with the Reese's. I'm, I'm going to look forward to that continuing to happen this year and, and beyond. Uh, but uh, glad to glad to have the chance to chat with you a bit today. And, and so looking forward to continuing to, to stay in touch and, and keep tabs and, and hopefully uh, continue to inspire you a little bit. Maybe uh, not, maybe definitely have you inspire myself and others along the way as well. So uh, thanks for the time today and nothing but the fe- nothing but the best going forward, my friend. Thank you. It was very enjoyable. I, I appreciate your time. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Rob and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from our little little conversation du jour? Uh, for me, it boils down to, or at least the, the one that really stood out. There are multiples, of course, as there always is. Uh, but when Rob was talking about kind of tearing down his his training, starting from scratch and rebuilding, one of the things that he mentioned is that he had heard, I think he said he, he mentioned it, you know, hearing me talking about Maffetone training, heart rate training, hearing some other folks, other podcasts, other books, whatever the case was, talking about the effectiveness of running slow, training easy, and how that can translate to faster times on race day. And he heard it from different places and kind of, you know, decided, hey, let me check it out. And I think that that's something that, that I lose sight of sometimes is that I'll hear something from one person, from a coach, from a mentor, from one book, from one, you know, body of, of evidence. And sometimes I'm not always so good about cross-referencing that, right? Like I hear somebody that I trust. Hopefully you trust me. Uh, you know, I hear something from somebody that I trust, a source that I trust and go, all right, I'm going to do that. I don't think that that person, because I trust them, I don't think that they're trying to mislead me. Just like, I hope that you don't think that I'm ever trying to mislead you. However, just because I say something, just because somebody that I trust or believe in says something doesn't mean that it's true in every instance doesn't mean that it's true across the board but when i start hearing the same thing from different sources especially sources that aren't necessarily connected you know but from from this guy here and this book there and this thing across the pond and this thing you know all of a sudden i'm like going wait a second maybe there's something to that maybe there's a principle in there that's worth holding on to figuring out how to make it work in my life whether it's running business family whatever and then trying to implement it and see what happens. Because the the fact of the matter, at least as far as I'm concerned, that my belief, maybe it's not the fact of the matter, but my belief is that good principles are good principles. Whether we're talking training styles, running form, financial habits, uh, good health practices, relational habits, I mean, whatever it is, good principles are good principles as far as I'm concerned. And good principles tend to be talked about from multiple places. So I guess I guess my takeaway or my, my reminder to myself from what Rob had to say today is to don't just trust and rely on any one source, even a source that that you fully believe in. And again, I'm never going to try to to steer you wrong, but I'm also not going to say that that my answers are, you know, I'm never going to pound the desk and say my answers are 100% fact, take it to the vault, it is what it is. Like, yes, it's my truth, it's my belief, and there's usually some evidence, some support to it, but it doesn't mean that it's it's perfect for everybody. And so I say all that to say Multiple sources are a good thing. If multiple sources are, are saying the same type of thing, multiple sources are in agreement, Doesn't it's not cut and dry, but those are the types of things that I tend to pay a little bit more attention to. And it was just the way Rob had mentioned that with tearing down his training, kind of starting, starting at the base with heart rate stuff, um, kind of just resonated with me pretty well. And so that was my takeaway. I don't know, maybe I made that more confusing than it needed to be. I hope not. Uh, but that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? 
Uh, let me know as per usual. You know where to, where to find me at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And uh, if all else fails, and I don't know why this would be an all else fail situation, but you can also always head over to the website, disruns.com slash 918 is the link for the show notes today. And there's there's a photo of Rob, there's some links, things we talked about, whatever and what have you. And down at the bottom, there's also that comment section. So you can leave your thoughts and feedbacks down there in the comment section. And it uh, doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while, somebody leaves a comment on a post. And I always appreciate that chance to kind of you know, go back and forth a little bit that way, just a little different way, but ultimately it's whatever works for you works for me. So social media, email, website, all good places to let me know what stood out to you from today's episode. Uh, one last time as we're wrapping things up, Diz Runs, not Diz Runs, be ready on com is the website for the book for be, for the book. Be ready on race day. You can also find it on, uh, Amazon. Like I mentioned in the intro, uh, if, if you're kind of struggling, it's kind of one of those principles pieces, right? Like Hopefully, you read the book. You're like, oh, some of this stuff makes sense. You cross-reference it. You hear it from some other folks. Go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That fits in. That fits into to how I believe, how I want to train. And there you go. You start putting your, your plan together. Whether you got a race coming up or whether you just want to build a good base so that when you do have a race, you can, you can you know, get ready, uh, ramp up relatively quickly and hopefully painlessly and seamlessly. Um, it all starts with your base. It all starts with your foundation. Um and ultimately, I think that's what the, the heart of Be Ready on Race Day is all about. So check it out if you're so inclined. Be ready on racedaycom And with that, we'll go ahead and officially wrap this one up, pull this ship into the old harbor. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your attention. Glad to go with you. Wherever it was we went today, whether we were running, whether we were running errands, working around the house, or uh, just maxing and relaxing, drinking a cup of coffee. You know that's, that's my jam as well. So thanks for taking me with you, whatever it is we're, we're up to today. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.